Welcome to the Second Success Podcast by Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. Getting clear on the mindset for repeatable success. Hello and welcome back to the Second Success Podcast with me, Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. We were away for a week and I anticipated being away longer, but do you know what? I just had to get back into it. I've missed interviewing such wonderful and brilliant people. And once again, look, I'll be interviewing quite a few people. I'm lining up some interviews right now. And the way I like to do this is to interview them all in advance and then create the podcasts and release them on a weekly basis. So if this is the first time you're listening to the Second Success Podcast, please do follow and like on your preferred podcast streaming platform. And if you haven't already, do go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. The feedback on the guests that I had on the shows was very positive and you'll get to hear some great insights on how to achieve success. On today's episode, I will have a young successful entrepreneur that I originally bumped into at an event in London probably just over two years ago. And I would say since then, our only engagement has been through Instagram. During lockdown, I guess it was an opportunity for people to connect a little bit more online. And that's what we did. So having had a conversation recently, I thought it would be a great opportunity for him to come onto the Second Success podcast and tell you all about his journey and some of the key attributes he thinks are needed to be successful. David Wang is a successful entrepreneur, consultant and strategic investor. He's got a strong passion for tech startups and advises organisations on how to reshape digital business models. He's a professional consulting experience in uh, managing digital transformation projects, strategy, M&A transactions and startup venture developments. He's already consulted on various digital transformation projects for international top tier clients and has advised Fortune 500 CXOs and senior executives in developing and executing technology strategies. Overall, he has a unique cross-cultural business understanding and has gained industry experiences in automotive, chemical, e-commerce, life sciences, logistics, insurance, reinsurance, public sector and across startups. Besides his professional consulting career, David has also a strong focus on startups and venture development. He has conducted seed investments to various early stage startups. Let's hear how he made his move from corporate to entrepreneurship. Hello, David, and welcome to the Second Success Podcast. Hey, Rakesh. Nice to meet you. I'm David. Brilliant. Thank you. And um, from I'm sitting here in cold London expecting some snow and tell the listeners where you're currently sitting. Yeah, I'm right now in Dubai during COVID time. So right now I'm here like uh, enjoying the enjoying life, sunny, good weather. And right now I'm doing like work and travel. Work and travel. See, you know, this is the life of a uh, an entrepreneur. And this is something we're going to get back, going to get back to as we go through the podcast. But come on, let's take everybody back to where you started from. You know, I've, I've already done an intro. I've already explained how you've, uh, you know, you went from a corporate career to your entrepreneurial career. But let's let's hear some of that background. Let, let's start a little bit at the beginning. Where, where have you brought, been, been and brought up from? Because obviously I can, you know, people are going to notice you have an accent. So where's that from? So yes, so basically I grew up in Germany. I have Chinese parents. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in Germany bilingual, studied uh, business informatics and then graduated. And then I was like jumping into typical corporate career world. I would say I started firstly to work for a large uh, global player in the logistic industry Mm -hmm. and headquarters and gained first experience in the typical corporate uh, German, I would say German corporate environment. Mm-hmm. And after this, I, f- I feel like kind of about bored and not challenging enough. So I changed to a more high paced environment such as consulting. Okay. I started okay. firstly my career at IT consulting and then turned over to strategy consulting. 
mm-hmm. where I spent my last, uh, I would say, five years, okay. which was a great time for me and with a high learning curve. So g- going back to, you know, uh, growing up in Germany of Asian descent. Now, tell me, was it typical for you? Because my background is, you know, being Asian, South- Southeast Asian, we have this very much impressed upon us growing up, study, 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 you know, really work for your grades. Was that the same for you? Uh, yes, I can totally agree because like I have like I was growing up in two cultures. On the one hand, the Chinese culture, and the mm-hmm. other hand, the German culture. And my parents were also quite strict, where they say, "Okay, David, you need to go to school, go to mm-hmm. university, ha- have good grades, and doing well." Okay, okay. And um, do you think that's helped you having that kind of an upbringing? Uh, yes. Definitely, this was like one of the major part, I would say, components to be right now where I am right now are. It's like um, having also a diversified mm-hmm. point of view of cultures, like on the one hand, as I mentioned, like the German culture and the other hand, the Chinese culture to be very disciplined and focused to mm-hmm. school education. And then uh, I guess, where did the intensity for your work come from like because like you said you 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 kind of consciously wanted to be pushed when it came to your career hence the move to strategic consulting so where did that drive come from to you know really want to improve your working working life so i would say basically on the one hand also like from my family because like chinese parents so mm-hmm. they i'm also like quite proud because i'm my mom is also quite proud because i'm the like the first generation uh, of our, our family who has a university degree. So I was always like focused to be more successful doing well in life. Okay. And the main reason is why I'm pushing myself is I was like, I've really realized uh, that uh, in the, when you are younger, you, between the age of 20 or 30, you need to try most mm-hmm. new things out and not get stuck in the everyday life. Yeah. and try to find new challenging environments. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, with my generation growing up, it was a case of, you know, work, study hard so you can get a job and that job would be for life. Whereas what you're saying is, you know, study hard because, you know, one, you're proud of it, your parents push you, but your mentality is actually be trying different things all of the time. Never at any point was there a case of, oh, I just want to get a job and play it safe. Or is it, was it always a case of, I've got to grow got to make myself better and try different things. Where, where did that come from though? I think it has started like typically, I would say I had like three phases in my, in my career or my, my life. I would say the first part I was the typical corporate world. I was working like as a, a dual course student at the large corporate, so for three years. So I seen like really the typical German nine to five corporate environment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like directly, okay, this is not the, what I want to be. And then the second phase was like going to more like challenging environment. This is like the consulting world where you have more heavy workload. And this was also very interesting with a high learning curve. And then I have decided, okay, now it's the point of no return where I'm like a full-time entrepreneur and being and deciding my own, I would say, uh, goals. And mm-hmm. um, and I think what is super important, what I've realized is like, uh, you need to try a lot of new things out and try to learn what you don't want to do in life. Once you understand what you don't want to do in life, then you know what you really want to do. <laughs> so I've was like three years in corporate was okay. 
uh, was very nice. I had a really nice office in the headquarters, uh, mm -hmm. skyscraper at the 25th uh, floor with nice uh, river Lovely. view. And then I was thinking, okay, that's it, life going nine to five uh, there. And even uh, even now in consulting, even this was also very interesting, traveling around the world, having mm -hmm. interesting projects, always meeting, working with very smart people, staying in four or five stars hotels. But this was in the end also not ch uh, challenging enough. Yeah. And um, and then I've decided now, right now, I'm on the most exciting phase of my life to be like full time my own boss. I mean, we, I think we had an surreptitiously met at an event in London one time. And after that, I think I started following you on Instagram. So probably for the past couple of years, I think it is. And then, you know, so I've seen that journey where you were the strategic consultant and moving into this whole entrepreneurial world. So, you know, I've seen uh, one, I've seen that little bit of the growth of yours, but, you know, I've been quite entertained with your travels. You've cr started creating a YouTube channel and all the other areas of your life, you'd, you've been trying different things. So let's bring us up to date then. So let's let's tell, tell me, when did you know it was a, it was the right time to move from that corporate, you know, strategic consulting career to go out on your own? So the, the main point where I would say point of no return is, I would say it's regarding side hustles. I would highly recommend if you were in a corporate career or consulting, banking or any other corporate jobs, try to build up like side hustles. Never just resign and try to do something new because you have, you have also like living costs. Mm -hmm. And once the side hustle be, be getting so big, where you say, okay, you slowly reach the point of no, re of no return. And also with, with regards to opportunity costs, doesn't make sense to stay longer at a corporate career or, is, mm. or starting you choose to do, do it full time by yourself. And this is like the point of no return. And, um, and I had also like, I was also quite happy during uh, my consulting career that I took a sabbatical of six months. And this is what I really recommend you because mm -hmm. sometimes you need to get out of your comfort zone and just do nothing like sabbatical, mm -hmm. just yeah. do nothing. And I would say if you're a smart guy, of course the first maybe two, three weeks, you just do nothing and chill at home and do Netflix and chill. But I would say after one month doing nothing in life, you starting to think about life <laughs> and mm -hmm. then new crazy ideas projects will soon coming up yeah. and this is the sign what i recommend you just take a sabbatical or leave even even it's not possible six months maybe also even three months is enough just mm -hmm. chill reflect and recharge what you have done in life and then try to identify your own purpose and this is also one major point what i have like i have like the last 12 months i was really try to understand my own purpose what i really want in life mm -hmm. and what makes me happy and this is like a really hard question to question yourself of course of course i was going to say there's a lot of people come across and especially when i'm you know my coaching clients where they don't understand their purpose or they have a side hustle and they're unable to grow it and they don't know why things are taking so long and i do find that what they really need to do is take that time out and and what this is the problem with a lot of people they don't have the time or the inclination to take that time out um and what i keep saying to them that if you're not switching off you're not able to think 
we need to be bored for our mind to become creative, innovative, and start thinking of ideas. But unfortunately, in this world of uh, always being on, always being attached, um, we can't do that. So you taking that sabbatical essentially allowed you the time to really think and understand what it is that you wanted to do. And, and you look at some of the um, big uh, big business people out there, and you you, um, you know Elon Musk's, your Facebooks, you know uh, Zuckerberg's and stuff. They take time out. They'll take a week, two weeks out where they don't do anything. I think Bill Gates is really famous for it, where for an entire week he won't do anything other than just read, and he takes complete time away from the company to allow him to think, to understand what it is that he wants to do next. And I think it's so important, especially business owners, entrepreneurs, that rather than being caught up with the day to day, you need to be able to take some time out, switch off and really understand, reflect on yourself and understand what it is that you want to do going forward. So you've got that mastered by the sounds of it. Exactly. I would say this is like sometimes it's really hard because you have like you you're stuck in your comfort zone, you have your nine to five job or sometimes even nine to ten jobs. Mm -hmm. You are there. And most important, you need to take your time to identify what's your purpose, what you really want in life. And uh, I even friends ask me, say, hey, David, I want to to understand what my purpose are, what values are for me important. Mm -hmm. And I say, OK, uh, I, maybe I just sit sit in front of a computer or of, in front of a notepad and just do some, take one hour. But in the end, this is not reasonable. You need to really take a lot of time for it mm -hmm. to really rethink. Maybe you start with in the beginning with a one hour session, just sitting there and do it. And then maybe after two, three days, you rewrite it and reflect it again. And then you really understand what you really want to do. Okay. So, so with you taking that time off and reflecting and understanding what it is that you wanted to do and, you know, so we're, we're moving into this field that you're into now and into entrepreneurship, doing multiple things. Do you miss the corporate work at all? Uh, yes. Uh, I missed also kind of the corporate work because especially consulting, you have always a schedule. So it's like, I, I would not call it jail, but if you, if you are in a jail, uh, you have your daily routine. They say when you have your breakfast, when you have lunch, when you can go out for to the park or play basketball at the court, when do you have dinner, when you go to sleep. And sometimes also I compare the corporate world similar like a jail, but maybe it's nicer there, where you have also like a schedule plan. For example, especially consulting, it was like every Monday, I woke up at 5 or 4.30 a.m. in the morning, run to the airport, run to the airport, fly to somewhere to the clients, then work till late evening to 8 or 10 p.m., mm -hmm. go down to the hotel, do the check-in, then the next day is I work, and the next day is also work, and Thursday is fly day, so I fly back home. On Friday, I do home office, I'll go to the office. Saturday is the only day where I really chill. On <laughs> Sunday, I have also been time to chill, and then on Sunday evening, I need to pack my suitcase to be Monday back on, on the airplane. plane. <laughs> So this was like a really kind of schedule, which I really love because yeah. like you really like in rush. Mm. Everything is like, I would say, scheduled. You know what to do. What I write on this. Yeah. yeah, but you don't get that. And I guess this is some of my entrepreneurial clients, especially the, the small business owners. This and those that have definitely moved from the corporate world. And I, and I, you know, having spent so much time in corporate and seen the difference, I think, when you are able to, when you are working on your own, yes, you have the freedom. Like, you know, look, you're, you're sitting in Dubai, still able to work. You don't need to be in, in your home country. However, 
not having structure, not having a schedule. How important is it to be able to create something like that so that you're making sure that you're moving forward and you're productive? Because it's, it could be so easy just to sit back, like you said, do nothing. So the, the structure is very important because right now I'm also realizing in Dubai, it's like really nice lifestyle here. You can go <laughs> out. It's very important if you're like an entrepreneur, you need to be very self-disciplined because you don't have a boss. Nobody is above you and nobody's telling you to wake up at 8 a.m. Normally people who wake up at 7 or 8 a.m. because they have a job. They need yep. to be at 9 a.m. in the office. <laughs> so, so, of course, sometimes if you're your own boss, you say, okay, should I wake up at 7 or I can even wake up at 11 or 12? Yeah. So this is like uh, what, what's super important is like on the one hand, you need to structure really your days to be very productive. For example, myself, I have also a few cheat days where I do nothing, which is very important to reflect and recharge, to have fun. But on the other days, I'm also really disciplined where I say, okay, no matter what, I'm still waking up like at consulting at 7 a.m. Okay, no, maybe not at 5 a.m. anymore, but at 7 a.m. And then I go to 7 to 8 to the gym, 8 to 8.30 to breakfast, 8.30 to 9, mm-hmm. I structure my day. And from 9 till evening, I do business do my work or my to-do backlog list, what I need to do, my work, and then you need to structure it. So, so tell me something. So from the sounds of it, I, you know, for me, it looks like, and it uh, sounds like that you have a, a, a good balance in terms of having the structured days, but also those times off. And, you know, what, what's the point in working for yourself if you can't have those times off and have that freedom of you deciding when you do those kind of things? What do you think um, of this whole, uh, you know, use this two schools of thought, 24-7 hustle and grind or taking care of your well-being and making sure that you rest enough, sleep enough and work when you're recharged? There's two schools of thoughts there. Where, where do you sit? I would say there's like two parts or, or, or the balance is very important. Sometimes, mm-hmm. of course, you can have like normal chill day life, mm-hmm. I would say. You do, do your stuff and structure your day. And this is the phase which is, or the part which is super important to be cr- creative. For example, right now, what I'm doing in Dubai in January is really like ideation, reflect, recharge, also networking. So I have a lot of dinner meetings, meeting nice people, try to reflect, recharge, and try to generate creative ideas. And then w- once there's also like the other part, where you have like launching a new company, a new product, or you have a new client project or something, mm-hmm. where you need to be 100% focused and maybe hustling also 80 or 100, up to 120 hours mm-hmm. per week by yourself to achieve the goals. What I not highly recommend to do 120 hours per week, yeah. but sometimes it's, it's, uh, you need to do it. Of course. And then afterwards you have a peak of, in your performance and then you do again reflect and recharge. And this yeah. is like how I balance it right now for myself. And I guess when you're doing those hundred odd hours in a week, it probably doesn't feel like work because you're enjoying what you're doing. And, and this is what I say to a lot of my clients that when you get into that peak flow, that peak performance time doesn't, isn't an entity. You're just, you're working, you're working and it's on reflection. You look back and you think, wow, I did those many hours last week, but then you can see the accomplishment. You can see the reward out of it that by putting in those hours, it, you, you got what you needed. And I guess it's only those looking from outside and looking in can see somebody just working away, working away and don't understand it. But I think you said it really well. You're recharging, you're, you're networking, you're having the right kind of meetings and having dinners. So, you know, yes, it's still work, but it's not that grind and hustle, that 24-7. However, at some point you still need it. 
exactly i would say say there's like different types of work because a lot of people start to thinking even even at consulting if you work at a, a investment administration you're not of course there are like some peaks where you have you need to have like 100 brain capacity like mm -hmm. developing complex financial model powerpoint or something else where you need to be 100 percent focused and sometimes you have also low phases where just you're checking emails of course replying uh, which is more or doing your travel expense accounting stuff administration <laughs> so uh, this is also like i would say there's multiple types of work types mm. and in the end what i've realized if you if you really find your purpose and you really like what you do you don't count any hours anymore for example i remember mm. last time I, i'm like a night owl i really like to work at night because it's so calm i don't get any messages everybody's sleeping so i can do my stuff mm -hmm. and then i have also one one key deliverable which was, was for me very important was to, to develop a new financial profit and loss model mm -hmm. for a new venture and this took 100 of my bank capacity i need to be 100 focused to do the numbers so i was sitting from i was at 12 a.m to roughly 3 a.m so working three <laughs> hours a night yeah but i was in the end quite happy and proud whoa i made it yeah and yeah. it's done and uh, and uh, and it doesn't feel like oh my god it's work yeah. and uh, and this is like a, the key goal what you need to achieve where you i would say if you like your work so much that you don't feel like it works so this is the reason why i also don't believe uh, that much work and life balance i think this is right now like a they're like a multiple point of views but my point of view is like we got a point work and life balance is like more like a bus where people say okay Work-life balance means nine to five in the office and then five hours uh, at home chilling with your family. But I would say the, the next uh, evolution of, of work-life balance, if you can integrate mm -hmm. your work in your private life and also from the other direction, your private life into work. And this is like the best way of what I say, what I highly recommend, where you say, okay, You have for like a way both parts are fully integrated. I get you. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll use me myself as an example. So right now, you know, this podcast will go out, but obviously this interview is pre-recorded. Uh, what listeners won't know that this is a Sunday. So you're in Dubai. It's a working day. Uh, but for me in London here, it's a weekend. However, it's also early morning at this time. I would probably still be in bed. But for me, this isn't work. This is enjoyment. I'm getting to interview you. Uh, so for me, I woke up quite excited this morning and not too concerned that I'm, I'm missing a lion. So for me, it's uh, that, that's my balance. So now after this, I'll probably go and have some breakfast with my family. So um, complete balance and complete integration there. So I totally get that. So, David, one thing I want to get to now, and I guess it's the crux of this podcast, is what's to take you from the corporate career to your entrepreneurial world now? You've taken a lot of skill set, but what do you think are your three key attributes, mental attributes, either you've grown up with, you developed during your career that have been key in being able to make that switch to your second success? I would say three components are very important. The first part, I would say you have the fundamental skill set, which mm -hmm. is very important. Like I would say you need to be educational smart because like outside there are like a lot of competition so mm -hmm. you need to have a really strong fundamental skill set so being educational smart mm -hmm. 
And on the other hand, which is like a lot of people missing where I met so many smart people who have a PhD degree, went to top business school. It's like, you need to have also the street hustler. Okay. You need to be street smart. Okay. And this is the other component, which is like really important where you can't learn it from books. You can't learn it from videos. You can't <laughs> learn it. Right? You need to gain experience outside the street, meeting people, doing mistakes, yeah. getting rejections. Even I just say as an example, like I would say doing, doing the street sets by yourself, doing, uh, get your hands dirty. Of course. And this is the experience which is very important being educational smart and, and street smart and combine mm -hmm. them. And the third, third component, which is super important, where I see if the, if to jump out of the corporate career to, to be an entrepreneur in the beginning, where a lot of people don't want to do is liabilities. Mm -hmm. If you are young, your key advantage is that you're really like, I would say agile. You have no liabilities. Mm -hmm. uh, if you right now, want to start a new company, move back to your mom and stay at your home, yep. saving one, 2,000 euros per month. You don't need to live in a crazy expensive apartment. Stay there and work six works on your, on your savings. And maybe this could be the next thing. Yeah. And this is what I really recommend because through the corporate career where people gain a lot of money and getting more salary, they, they, they're creating so much liabilities that they forced or force themselves to stay in the corporate career because you have a expensive apartment yeah. you have a nice car maybe also expensive girlfriend who is used to have a higher lifestyle going <laughs> every day to nice restaurants and once you created this lifestyle uh, you want to maintain and keep it yep and to maintain it you need to for example uh, a six-figure salary and then you're thinking two three four five times more again mm -hmm. oh if I want to start my own business, my safe income will stop. I need to go back to my mom's place. And then people don't go back anymore because they're used to these lives. They're having a car. And, so. and this is like three, 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 part, three components which are super important. Yeah, and that, that reminds me, what is it? Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> exactly. This is the thing, you know, and I think, and you know what, I've, I've been guilty of the, that in the past as well. You know, the more you earn, the more you spend. And you don't realize that, you know, it, yeah, uh, the psychologists say you will fill the vacuum, whatever there is. It, and if there's a vacuum, it will get filled. So if you're earning more money, you'll spend more money. So I think you're right there. Uh, and I've come across clients like that who are looking to start up their businesses and have been quite fearful of moving back home. Because one, that uh, uh, the possible embarrassment or the fear of, oh, what if they fail? What are people going to think? But sometimes, actually, if something's important enough and if that side hustle is important enough that you want to grow it, do you know what? You'll make sacrifices, such as moving back in with the parents. I think that's great advice. So um, what's next for you, David? Uh, where's your growth? Where, where do you see yourself moving into the next few years? Yeah, my goal is actually building up one company or one startup to provide so much value to the society mm -hmm. that I'm helping many people where I can be in the end proud of this, what I've done so far. Excellent. So making, I would say, making an impact. Okay, making an impact. And I think that's important. You hear this. I think the bigger problems you can solve in the world, the, the wealthier an individual you can become. And I guess not just monetarily, but also in that internal balance you have as well. Because if you can feel good about yourself, that's probably the right way to go, isn't it? 
exactly that's the goal so this is also the reason why fresh sabo started also my own youtube channel mm -hmm. providing master classes speeches videos to helping other young people to see my story and maybe this is i would say watching these videos or the pod these podcasts will not bring you the success overnight of but course. maybe this is one of like small puzzle in the big puzzle game which helps you to become more successful it is and, and here's a shout out to any of you listening please go and watch david's podcast uh, uh i've been watching some of the videos you know if you're starting out in the entrepreneurial world and you want to make that switch some great advice that david gets i mean obviously he's talked about it right now today but you know he'll go in more in depth and watch some of those videos and uh, also get to see you on your travels as well some great locations that you're filming in as, as well exactly that's just really important <laughs> Yeah, well, but this is the thing, you know, people don't realize, you know, entrepreneurs, they have that freedom, but you know, you have the freedom to work wherever you want. So and, and do whatever you want. So as long as you're putting in that work, you're, you're putting in, uh, you know, like you said, your, your educational experience, your street smarts, and understanding what your liabilities are, I think it's key for your growth going forward. David, I want to say thank you very much for being on the second success podcast. And I wish you all the biggest success going forward. Thank you, Rakesh. Looking forward to talk to you again. Have a great day. And you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was David, an entrepreneur that is very much going places with his great attitude towards life. And also do check out his YouTube channel, like he mentioned, and his Instagram page, which is very entertaining. Links in the podcast description. And for me, I think the key takeaway from that conversation was how important it is for David to rest and recover to ensure his success. Too often we hear this hustle, 24-7 grind nature of an entrepreneurial startup business owner where they need to be putting in all the hours that they have just to have make a success of things. I mean, being busy and being productive are completely separate things and it's where a lot of people get confused. We just have to look at the world of elite sports people and you'll find that they'll be resting long hours for physical recovery. Now the brain is also a muscle and if we're using it constantly, when are we ever giving it the time to actually rest and recuperate, be able to allow it to function at its best? I guess when I think about it, my clients fall into a couple of categories. There are those that require motivation and confidence to step forward and go toward their goals. But then I also get the plenty of clients that have this intrinsic motivation where actually there's not much pushing required from myself. Instead, I need to work with them for them to slow down a little bit and gain balance and perspective in life. And actually understand that resting and recovering will be more beneficial for their overall success and performance going forward. I mean, to get them to slow down and try and find a little bit of balance, what we look to work on is ensuring that they monitor and balance the usage of their social media and the amount that they spend on digital devices, staying constantly connected, to take regular breaks as well. As mentioned in the conversation with David, time flies when you're in peak flow, but when the activity is finished, rather than jumping straight into the next thing, take some time away, switch off, go for a break, go for a walk, whatever it is that you need to do to take that complete break. And talking of getting out and about for breaks, physical activities are key. We often forget that some of the best ways for our mind to rest and recuperate is when doing physical exercises. How often have you had some of your best ideas when you were just either sitting idle or letting your mind wander? Lin-Manuel Miranda, creator of the blockbuster musical Hamilton, puts it like this. A good idea doesn't come when you're doing a million things. The good idea comes in the moments of rest. It comes in the shower. It comes when you're doodling or playing trains with your son. It's when your mind is on other sides of things. And today I want to leave you with a clip from Gridiron Gang and it's uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson giving a rousing speech to his team. And for me it really does reflect the energy and passion an entrepreneur goes out into the world to go on and succeed. This is it. The day you've been waiting for. 
I know you're nervous. So am I. My first game, too. Now it's time to go out there and put it on the scoreboard. Now it's time to see who has the heart. Now is the time to prove to yourselves and prove to everyone out there that even though you're locked up, you are somebody. And you are worthy of something. And you're able to do something special that no one else in the world can do, which you can walk through those doors, hold your heads up high, and call yourselves Mustangs. Are you ready to go out there and take what's yours? Yeah! What you've worked hard for? Yeah! Are you ready to accept the Mustang Challenge? Yeah! Thank you for listening to the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, The Clear Coach.